Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. That was the best lesson I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good. But you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Naughty Roots Show here on Sin. Uh, you're joined in the studio, live in the studio. Finally, we are back um, with myself, Tammy, and also Liz is here. Sa. <laughs> and also Zach is here. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are we feeling? Exciting. Good to be back in the studio. First time in the studio for me. Oh, I did First same. First time in the studio. Well, welcome. It's going to be a friggin' naughty, rude, sexy time in the studio tonight. Hell yeah. What have we got coming up? Um, we have some very exciting things coming up. We do. We have um, an interview that we got to do this week with Tim Hutton, who is a lawyer from Youth Law. Um, he got to sp- sorry words. <laughs> he got to speak with Zach all about the basics of consent and like sexting law. Um, very interesting and very good. So that will be coming that up was a little a bit very later. Fun time. It what? Sorry. That was a very fun time. It is, and we're very excited to hear all about it tonight. Um, we're also going to um, answer a couple of questions. We're also going to talk about some really cool things, such as The Bachelor that's coming up, um, or Bachelors, I should say, and um, Spain to now introduce paid menstrual leave. Mm. Some very interesting things coming up on the show. And uh, if you want to just get involved a bit, you can hit us up on our socials. You can go to at Naughty Rude Sin on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. You can also ask us a question on Tumblr, which is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Get involved if you are interested, if you've got a sexy story, if you've got a fun little question. We love that. We love that. But, we do love that here. But sometimes things that we talk about can be a little heavy. And just a heads up that some of the topics in this episode specifically, this show specifically, will get a little bit heavier. So just a heads up if you need to talk to someone, contact Beyond Blue at 1300 224 636. Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800 and QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527. So reach out if you, if you need it. Also, we're not doctors, uh, so if you've got a medical question, we can offer some advice, but you should probably, probably, probably talk to a doctor. So coming up, we actually have an interesting topic to talk about. I heard that there are going to be three bachelors in the new Bachelor show. What's that all about? Switching up the formula. Mm, I feel like it's... They're biting off a lot, you know? Like, going from one bachelor to, like, not even two. Like, just going straight up to three. Like, it's a bit happening. It's a bit exciting. I'm just confused as to how they think it's going to work. <laughs> well, do we know... We don't really know a ton about the actual format of the show or how it is going to, like, work, which is going to be interesting to see. Interesting to see. I mean, have you guys seen The Bachelor in, in, like, normal format? Bits and pieces here and there. I haven't, like, sat down and watched a full season start to finish. So I have a general, like, idea of, you know, what The Bachelor's all about. I think everyone has a bit of an idea of what The Bachelor's all about, right? Mm. It's, pretty, it's, it's pretty stock standard as far as dating shows go. But, like, the way they're trying to mix it up is just, like, just, just make more. Just, just more, 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 pe- more person, more person, more, more person work, more bachelors, more person, more drama, more person, more drama. Ooh. Well, see, they seem pretty cool though because they all seem like they come from like you know different walks of life. You know. So who are like, they? Okay, we have Felix von Hoff, who is a basketball player. 
Um, also, don't know if I pronounced that right, so I really hope I did. Um, we also have Jed McIntosh, um, who I believe is a muso, um, is a musician. And then we have Thomas Mel... I can't say that. Mel... Melu- Melis Lily? Shelly? Probably a Melicelli. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. My name's Tameth. I get the pass for not being able to say names. But either way, they're like a health and fitness kind of person. So, like... I don't know. I feel like it's a couple of men from, like, a bit of a different walk of life. I'm assuming that they're all straight men. I'm assuming that they're all going to have, like... I don't know if they've actually come out and said whether that's going to that's gonna be the format or not. I or... feel like that might be switching it up a bit I mean, they, they had a, they had a um, bisexual woman, I believe, was the previous Bachelorette, oh, if, I'm, right. remem- and there was if like, I'm remembering correctly. There were both genders, right, yeah, on that yeah. season? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're doing that again. Maybe they did really well with that, so they decided to just follow through. Maybe. Because mm-hmm. that would add up. But then, okay, okay, question. What if the Bachelors choose to date each other? That's what I was going to say, because that's <laughs> oh, what I, I want to I... see. I would love to watch, like, the whole season through and be, like, rooting for one of the contestants and, like, hoping that it works. And then right at the end, nobody the bachelors, no, nobody wins the in quotation marks. The Bachelors to form a polyamorous group, and that's yeah. the end of the show. That yeah. would actually be a... Hell of a twist ending to The Bachelor. I mean, if you have friends that are producers of the show, we, we can just tell them to do it. Do any That's of how us these have shows friends work? that produce The Bachelor? I wish. Damn, I wish not that at I that know. level in my career yet. <laughs> not, I just think yes. it's really interesting that, like, when I said, like, more drama, Tammy, you were like, um, you know, they all seem so wholesome because, like, I've only seen The American Bachelor. And I feel like the formats are so different because so I've never seen The Australian Bachelor. But mm-hmm. from what I've heard, the Australian Bachelor is a lot more focused on actual connections and like wholesomeness. Whereas on the American one, it's like, let's destroy these people's reputations oh. by like oh. making them all look like really, really bad people and stirring as much shit as possible. So it is kind of less about the dating, it's more about the personalities literally the season i like the first ever season i watched there was this girl that was so hateable <laughs> that she was one of the final two contestants oof i do wonder how much of it behind the scenes is just kind of manufactured drama? orchestrated yep yeah cuz i'm okay. so sorry to tell you this all of it all of it all of it, all yep. of it? Aww. That's sad. No, it's kind of expected. It's still fun, though. The drama's still fun. Mm-hmm. Drama is so fun, and I think that's the beauty of reality TV. Maybe we should do a live Bachelor bachelor on, on scene. Hell yeah. Can I be the Bachelorette? Can someone date me, please? Now we should just bring in, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, three we, people and then have them talk to you. We'll just bring in the hosts oh, of a I'm different show. I'm going to scare them all if off. Anyone, uh, if anyone is listening from a different show, uh, hit us up so that you can date Tammy. Please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. But there are a couple other format changes other than just adding three bachelors. They are adding a few more sort of individual suites, which would be um, trying to drum up the sexual tension, perhaps. With more In sexy In what way, scenes. though? So, like, you get more one-on-one time with your batchy of choice. More overnight stays with your batchy oh. of choice. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it'd be more... What, is it? Do we know if it's more or if it's just more scenes of it because more there are televised. more because more there are more guys? Oh wait, yeah, they just need three times as many sexy scenes because there's three times as many. Sexy because that guys. already triples your scenes. True, true. What if they just give too much screen time to one bachelor? Well, we know who's the favorite. We know. Who's the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. I'm interested to see who the favorite's gonna be though. I feel oh. like, like three different ones. Like there is going to be a favorite, surely. Well, okay, hit us up on like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Let us know who's your favorite of the bachelors. Yeah, we want to know. Bachelors. We want to know. We want to get a poll going of who is the best bachelor, the bestiller. That this, didn't work. The bestiller. The bestiller. <laughs> who's the most bachelor? Which one is the bachelorist? <laughs> the bachelorist. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> and here with us is the most bachelor. Have Somebody a... please date me. <laughs> oh, my God. But I know I am keen to see where they go with it, see how it plays out, how things shake up. I mean, it kind of like you can you guys can hit me if I'm wrong, but it kind of don't hit me, please. Um, it kind of reminds me of Love Island. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen Love Island. That's a shameful, shameful fact. Oh, it's like, spicy. It's spicy. And see, I think that that's why they've chosen three of them, though, just so there is a little bit more of that angle of, like, 
oh, but I want this one, but oh, but I want this one. And but I'm really mad about that because, like, I feel like the beauty of The Bachelor was, like, you have that one person and then you have, like, all these people vying for their attention. You yeah. get to see, like, I feel like it made it look more real. It's like, what if, what if the... Because are we going to have the bachelors fight over who they get to date rather than just everyone fighting over oh who the bachelors gosh, get to yes. date? Yeah. yeah, see, okay. that's what I mean, though. Yeah. That is everyone, just Love Island. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Love Island, but three guys only. <laughs> Full stop. But just three men. Love Island, but almost. We're about to talk about some really interesting news to come out of Spain this week. Um, Spain has become the first European country to offer menstrual leave. Um, they're not the first country overall, um, should be stated. There are other countries, including like Japan, South Korea, Taiwan. Um, there's a couple of other ones that have paid menstrual leave. But yeah, Spain became the first European country, which is very exciting and a cool thing it to is. discuss. <laughs> it's very cool. Very cool. Honestly, good for them. Wish we could have it here. Hmm, it's... No, it's, it's a really cool thing, I think, because like... Sometimes it's just really bad, you know? Yeah, I was trying to think of a way to say that, but you put it so simply. Sometimes it do just be bad, particularly for people with, like, endometriosis. Mm. Or I have a friend um, who has polycystic ovary syndrome and... Um, what is that? <laughs> polycystic ovary syndrome. Yes. It's um, when on your ovaries um, they grow cysts and multiple cysts. Ow. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not a great thing. Um her experience with it is that she is on like some hardcore birth control, um, not just for contraceptive purposes, but to regulate her hormones. But that means that she doesn't get her period um, every month. She gets it once every three months. And that month that she does get it, debilitating, terrible. I feel so bad for her, but it's so great that there are countries that are taking steps like this that mean that... No, I you know, my friend agree. who doesn't have control over her body <laughs> will, you know, potentially one day be able to not have to stress about going into work when things no, are really I, bad. I agree, I agree. I think it's, like, super important because sometimes even people that don't have these symptoms, it it's just there are really, really bad days. Exactly. I mean, they don't happen all the time. They might not happen for everyone. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who just... It's just you can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a relatively healthy person. I'm a person who menstruates, and I'm relatively healthy. Um, and for the most part, I'm pretty chill with it. I'm really lucky where it doesn't really affect me too often. But like every now and then, there will just be one day where it hits me like a ton of bricks, and I can't get out of bed. I've had some really bad days where I'll like wake up, be completely fine at first. Like I'll f- I-, I know it's there. Mm-hmm. She's like knocking. She's not not quite like pushing through yet, and I'll you know I'll, I'll go into the shower and I'll, I'll decide it's a good day to wash my hair, which is a long <laughs> process, well longer than a normal shower would be. Mm-hmm. And halfway through that, I'm like, and I cannot stand up anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'll sit in the shower with hot water running over me, going, "Why do I live alone? <laughs> Damn, I Why need some hot water." Why is everything so hard? Well, okay, as someone who does not have a uterus and has therefore never had a period. I do want to ask a personal question, but have either of you had to take time off of school or work because of your periods? Uh, yep. Uh, not school, but I got a really bad cramp during work once, and I, I like felt like, like I felt really nauseous. I felt like puking. And Jeez. I went up to my boss, and I was like, well, one of my producers, and I was like, I don't feel so good. I didn't really know if it was cramps. I just knew that something about me was just shutting down. Something and just wasn't sitting right. I was like, does anyone have, like, Panadol? Because I, what I do to, like, get over my, my stuff is I'll wake up and take a Panadol the moment I get up so that I don't need to ever worry about. I try to get ahead of the cramps. It doesn't always work. Sometimes does. And that was one of the days it did. And I think it was trying to come back. And I basically, like went up to him and I was like, I don't feel really good right now. I'm just giving you a heads up because we had an ex, ex um, outdoor shoot coming up mm-hmm. and I was supposed to be an interviewer for it. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel great. Just a heads up. And he looks at me and he goes, Liz, you're, you're white. Oh, oh no. no. 
you are like you don't have color in your cheeks, and I'm like, oh, that's great, very cool. <laughs> and I got given Panadol, and he was like, he was super sweet. He like, they everyone was like, just take a nap during lunch, and he bought me like some porridge, and like oh. rice porridge, and um, you know, he brought it back for me, and I was like, I just laid it, lay there and like took a nap. They were like pretty Aww. nice. So Australia, Australia doesn't offer menstrual leave, does it? No. Not to my knowledge, no. 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 Can use up your sick leave days, I guess, but also you will have to get a medical certificate. Jeez. Really? Mm. How do you get a... Is it even possible to get a medical... Uh, words. <laughs> certificate for um, a period? Depends on which doctor you go to. Um, my doctor does. <laughs> Except it doesn't explicitly say that on the certificate. My doctor just says is unfair. I says see. that I'm unfit and unable to work. But I have a pretty good relationship with my doctor. I'm somebody who has um, low blood pressure anyway, um, so I'm always just very susceptible to being passy outy. <laughs> and so when, I'm, when I am having, like, a rough period day, that's what it will be for me is I'll be passy outy, I'll be dizzy, I'll also be white as a sheet and not very good. That makes so, yeah, sense. Yeah, that's when though. I just hit up my doctor. I'm like, I feel dizzy. And he's like, have you been drinking water? I'm like, yes. He's like, have you been having salt? And I'm like, yes. He's like, I'll give you a certificate. And I'm like, thank you, doctor. I'm sorry you go through that. Well, that yeah, sounds rough. It's fine. I love my doctor. So any excuse to talk to my doctor, I like. Good doctors are good. Good doctors are <laughs> good. Very doctors good doctors are good. <laughs> uh, just we're going to uh, move on soon-ish. But just before we do, the, um, the other thing that this is sort of change is proposed is free menstrual products in schools and health centres and yeah. places like that. Now, I know some schools, like, it's a bit of a case-by-case basis in Australia from what I know. But would we like to see that across Australia? Yes, please. Yes, please. options and all options. I'm mm. sick of the notion that only pads and tampons exist. There are so, so, so many menstrual catching <laughs> devices. As someone who does not know what any others are, could you just name a few? I use a menstrual cup. I love my menstrual cup. Um, funnily enough, it is a cup that um, you insert and it just kind of catches it and it's all chill. Love my cup. Highly um, can vouch for that. You can also get like your period undies, which are becoming a lot more I common. I use those. Mm. And seeing they're really cool. They work similar to a pad where um, the pad is essentially just built into your underwear so you don't have to worry about changing it, replacing it. All you have to do is change your undies. Um, and, yeah, there are many, many, many different options out there time, and particularly sure. um, reusable options out there, but... Story for another day, I would say. We actually have a question that we wanted to talk about, I guess. Yes. See, we were just talking about um, menstruation and menstrual leave and all things to do with periods. And I think that we've just kind of decided that we'd like to keep talking about it because the more that we talk about it, the more it normalizes it, right? Yeah. Mm. Exactly. That's how it works. Mm. We were talking about first time periods, first time with it, first time dealing with cramps, how to deal with them in general. Welcoming into a whole new world that, you know, your body's changing, your body's doing some things. Any advice yeah. is good advice at this point. <laughs> Any advice is good advice. New advice is always welcome in my life, I say. <laughs> well, see, do we want to talk about first periods? Because... Yeah, why not? Lovely. Let's go into it. Because, boy, do I have a story. Okay, go first. Okay, so my period, um, my first ever period story starts with... Um, my grandmother dying. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Now, okay, I've never had a period. I don't think that's usually related, though. No, I don't remember that being related. Okay. Mm. Look, probably not related. I, however, am a spiritual lady, and I like to think that it is related, and I like to think that it is my grandmother just playing funny buggers on me. But she died on, like, the 13th, right? And it was, like, really sad. It was one of those things that we knew was coming, we had all kind of grieved already, so, like, it was just waiting for the day to happen. And then the day happened, and it was sad. Um, the thing about it, though, is because it is something that we kind of knew was coming, my family was booked in to go on a holiday. Um, not super far away. We were just going camping that was, like, an hour away from where we live. And so with it being an hour away, we were like, okay, we're camping. It's fine. We'll go. We'll set up the camp. We can travel back every time that we need to travel back. It's only like an hour's drive away. Everything's fine, right? So, yeah, Nan dies. We go camping the next day. We're an hour away from home. 
having a good time. I wake up in the morning and um, everything's fine. Everything's normal. Everything's chill. Um, I go to the toilet, though, and <laughs> I look at my undies and I'm like, ew, what's that brown stuff? I was like, oh, my God, did I... <laughs> Did I shit myself in my sleep? <laughs> and I truly thought that that's what had happened until I pieced everything together a little bit later. Anyway, I throw out my undies because I'm like, that's so embarrassing. Like, I can't put that in the wash because, like, mum will see it and she'll think that I, sh- I-, I-, I pooped my pants in my sleep. Like, I'm 11 years old. I-, I-, I shouldn't do that anymore. Anyway, throw out the undies, go about my day. I'm just hanging out. It wasn't until a little bit later where I kind of pieced it together. I was like, hang on a second. I don't know why it was brown, but, like, maybe that was my period. Maybe it is my period. Because, I don't know, I can't really remember if, like, stuff was still going on down there. But I remember talking to my sister. We were at this caravan park on our Razor scooters. And um, I was like, hey, so, like, what does a period look like? Like, is it brown? And... Her being an older sister was just like, go away, stop talking to me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk about this. And that was kind of when I was like, okay, cool, it is my period. I just got my period. And this is all new and happening right now. Anyway, I eventually tell mum, because I didn't tell her directly, because I was like, I don't know how to bring that up with her. Um, But mum said something about going swimming. She's like, oh, yeah, you can go swimming at the pool. And, like, mum was, like, really on support mode because, like, Nana just died and mum's trying to be like, yeah, like, everything's fine, everything's good. Like, oh, you can go swimming with your friends. Your friends are here. You can all go swimming together. Um, And I had to turn around and be like, sorry, mum, I don't think I am going to go swimming. She's like, come on, Thames. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I kind of got my period. And she just stops dead in her tracks and she's like, what? What? You're what? Such a mature eleven-year-old. I don't Mm. think I would have known what was happening to me at that age. Well, see, I don't know how I pieced it all together, but I did, and I think Mum was taken aback because I am the youngest child. I am her little baby, and she's like, "Oh my god, my little girl's all grown up." And then, yeah, the rest of that week was just kind of spent hanging around at this campsite where I was—I wasn't in the comfort of my own home. I couldn't deal with it at home. I had to deal with it um, while we were camping, which is totally fine. Um, we went to Nan's funeral and I was on my period and it was new and weird. And I don't know, because I'm a spiritual lady, I like to think that it's Nan just playing funny buggers and just being like, well, I'm gone, but like, here's this. You're a, you're a woman now. I use woman in quotation marks, but... Yeah, that's my really long-winded story. I hope you really enjoyed that spiel. I think it's interesting that both of our stories happened while we were at camp. <gasps> no way. No I way. Was, Please tell me it was like a school camp or something. It was a school camp. I wasn't yes. like actually like hiking in a jungle, or at least not that day. But um, <laughs> I had like backache throughout the cramp. I mean, throughout mm-hmm. the camp cramp. And um, I just couldn't quite place it because like, Normally, if you, like, crack it, it kind of goes away a bit. You stretch it, it goes away a bit. It wasn't going away. I was up all night because of it. Mm-hmm. And it was the last night of our school camp, and my underwear is just destroyed. Oh, no. And then I'm like, I go to my friend, and I'm like, Ellie, I think I just got my uh, period. <laughs> and then she's like... I have to whisper it. She's like, what? And I'm like... I think I just, like, I'm bleeding. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, there's blood? I'm like, no, it's, like, the natural kind. She goes, oh, I have a pad. Okay, cool, I'll give it to you. <laughs> but, like, it was such, Aww. like, a dirty, like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Because I was in a co-ed school. And it was mm-hmm. just, like, all these guys around. And I was just like, I, I don't know how to. I'm no, because it's to- so weird. Because, like, like, I feel like when you kind of, like, it's a big change for your body to it go is. through. And it would kind of be nice to be in the comfort of your own home. And it's just really unfortunate when, for the first time, you're in the situation where you're not in the comfort of your own home. I was lucky that my friend was, like, really supportive. Like, she, like, was with me in the bathroom. And it was my last day of camp, so I didn't have to actually deal with the camping stuff, unlike you. Mm. I feel like that's the benefit of being at school camp, though, is you would have had all your friends around to love and support. I had, like, one friend. (laughs) Still, though, it's enough. It's love and support, right? Love and support. Got a question? Hit us up at thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask.
So earlier this week, I had a lovely little chat with Tim Hutton, an outreach lawyer from Youth Law, about sort of just the basics of consent and sexting law. Just a lovely little chat, so we're going to play a bit of that. You can catch the full thing on our podcast, so if you want to hear more of that, go to, just search up The Naughty Rude Show wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find it there. And without further ado, take it away, myself and Tim. Hey everyone, just a heads up that this interview contains discussions around consent laws and child abuse material. It touches on topics such as child pornography. This content might be difficult for some, and if you feel you need to talk to someone, you can reach out to a helpline. You can contact Beyond Blue at 1300 224 636, Kids Helpline at 1800 55 1800, Q Life Helpline at 1800 184 527, Lifeline at 131114. Or 1-800-RESPECT on 1-800-737-732. Please reach out for assistance if you feel you need it. Hello, everybody. You are listening to The Naughty Rude Show here on Sin. I'm Zach, and today I am talking with a very special guest. I am talking with Tim Hutton of Youth Law. Hi, Zach. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, So... Tim, you ran a seminar on consent law uh, as part of Victorian Law Week, uh, correct? Yeah, so Law Week was last week, um, which runs every year. And we tend to do a session like this every year at Youth Law, which is a session on consent and sexting, primarily sort of targeted at sort of later adolescent years. So, yeah, that went that went well last year. Uh, sorry, last week. That's great. That's great. So, we just had a couple of little questions about well, consent and sexting. So it's good to have you here. I'll um, just kick things straight off. Uh, can you actually just give a quick little explanation of consent law as it relates to people under the age of 25? Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess with consent law, the, the, the starting point is how does the law define consent um, and what does it say? What does the legislation say? So the legislation in, before I start talking actually, just preface this by saying the things I'm talking about today are Victorian laws only, and there are some slight differences across states. Um, but the Victorian law says that consent, it's defined as what's called free and voluntary agreements, uh, which obviously is a pretty broad sort of definition. But what the law does also helpfully do is it has a number of subsection subsections which say what consent isn't, um, which is really helpful, I think. So some examples of what the law says consent isn't, all this stuff is probably pretty obvious and what you'd expect. That, um, but it includes things like uh, if there's duress or if there's uh, fear or force or something of that nature, uh, if the person is extremely intoxicated or unconscious, obviously they can't consent, um, if the person's incapable of understanding consent. So I guess what that would mean is if someone's maybe too young to understand or maybe because of some sort of intellectual disability or something of that nature, they're incapable of understanding. Um, there's a few others, but what, another really key one is the law says if there is any, if there is a failure to uh, positively say or do anything to show consent, um, then there's no consent. So the obvious example is there if someone's if someone goes ahead and does something of a sexual nature and and their excuses, oh, you didn't, say, you didn't say stop or you didn't say anything to make me think you didn't want it, um, the person's failure to positively say yes or positively do something to show consent means there is uh, no consent. So I guess that's a bit of a summary of the meaning of consent in, uh, in Victorian law. I can also talk about um, it gets a little trickier when it comes to um, people underage, so under 18, so I can talk a little bit about there's rules around age limits and age brackets um, where people under 18 can engage in sexual activity. Is that something helpful as well to talk about? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So there's really three sort of categories when we're looking at consent um, of a minor, someone under 18. So the first category is that if they're under 12, uh, they can't consent. Uh, it's just black and white, even if they are mature enough to understand it. Um, the law says they can't consent. Um, so in, anyone who engages in sexual activity with someone under 12, under 12 is committing an offence. Uh, the next bracket is if they're aged 12 to 15. And in this bracket, uh, the key, I guess, takeaway is there's a 24-month rule. So sexual activity is fine with consent so long as 
neither party is more or less than 24 months older or younger than the other. Um, and then the third bracket is if someone is 16 or 17, so above 15 but still a child, uh, in that bracket uh, they can engage in sexual activity with someone younger than them if they are not breaking the 24-month rule. And if it's someone that's older than them, it can actually be um, any age. So a 16-year-old can actually engage in sexual activity with um, an adult of any age. But the uh, one exception to that is that the adult uh, cannot be in, in sort of like a position of authority or position of supervision or care um, of the younger person. And so an obvious example of that is like a teacher. Obviously, that, that would be someone who would fall into that category. But less obvious ones might be someone like a coach, like a sporting coach or something like that, or someone who's involved maybe in, in the sport or, or a tutor on a more informal basis. They, they probably would also fall into that position of authority and therefore, even if there is consent and understanding on both sides, um, uh, they can't engage in sexual activity together. And it would only be the, in all these cases, it's only the older person that is uh, guilty of an offence. The younger person is not. Right. Uh, could you give us a bit of a definition of uh, what sexual activity means in terms of the law? Yeah. So sexual activity in terms of the law, I guess you, you'd come from it come to it from a common sense point of view. Um, but the law does talk about, um, I guess, the baseline for, for what for what type of maybe touching or contact at the very lowest level can amount to sexual activity. So obviously anything above this, like it's pretty obvious if something's sexual activity. But at the lowest level, sexual activity, well, the obvious starting point would be any touching or contact in a sexual area and so there's case law around what, what a sexual area is, but it's pretty common sense um, what a sexual area would be, like the genital area or for a woman or a person who identifies as a woman, the, the breast area. So touching in that area, the starting point would be that sexual activity or, or sexual conduct. Um, but what, what, can, what can be a little less clear is that the law also says that touching of, a, of an area that might not generally be considered a sexual area uh, can still be considered uh, sexual conduct or sexual activity if um, the person doing the touching is getting sexual gratification from it. And so an example of this might be, it might be hard to put, think of this, but an example could be if someone's touching someone even just on the arm or something. Um, the starting point would be that's not a sexual area, that's not sexual activity or sexual conduct. But if for whatever reason the person doing the touching is uh, getting sexual gratification from that, uh, then all of a sudden that that makes it fall within sexual conduct or sexual activity for the purposes of the law. And so if there was no consent to that touching, then that person would be committing a sexual offence. Um, so I guess that that's a description of what really the baseline of sexual conduct or sexual activity is. And then, of course, anything that it obviously is above that um, is also sexual activity as well. Thank you again, Tim, for joining us for that interview. If you want to catch the full thing, you can check that on our podcast. Again, that is The Naughty Rude Show on, well, wherever you get your podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the rest of them, all the rest of them. And just because, again, there was some heavy content in that interview, if you feel you need to talk to someone, you can contact Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636, Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800, Q Life Helpline at 1-800-184-527 or 1-800-RESPECT-1800-737-732, which is the National Sexual Assault, Domestic and Family Violence Counselling Service. Again, again, big thank you to Tim and to Youth Law for joining us. We just had a lovely interview with Tim Hutton of Youth Law, Outreach Lawyer of Youth Law Victoria. Um, we spoke about, you know, consent and the law around consent, and we kind of just spoke about the basics of it. But it's a very sort of topical thing to talk about at the moment, uh, at least we spoke about it in terms of Victoria, but in terms of New South Wales, there are some interesting little developments because they have come out with a new uh, consent campaign dubbed the Make No Doubt campaign, and it's um it's really interesting. I'm not sure, have either of you seen the videos? I have. I have seen a couple, and I must say... I'm quite impressed. So am I. What about you, Liz? Have you caught the videos? I haven't quite seen them, but I've heard very good things. 
<laughs> yeah, so what they are is pretty much they're pretty much like mini almost slice of lifey kind of situations mm, real where, scenarios real scenarios of people asking for consent and it's great to see an actual consent campaign that just focuses on real scenarios because I feel like a lot at least a lot of the ones that come to mind try to use metaphors. And I'll be honest, I don't really like them using metaphors. Do we want to talk about the metaphors that come to mind, Zach? Do we want to talk about milkshakes? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shown this video and I... I mm, 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 right, you hadn't mm, seen the video before, well, no. like 20 minutes mm. ago, um, which I are you doing a, during a music break. It's bad. No, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Could, have, could have had my three minutes back. Okay, well, can, can, Tammy, can you give a little explanation of what the milkshake video is, just in case other people have not seen it? Okay, it was an ad that um, the Australian government put out a year ago, maybe two years ago. Um, funnily enough, talking all about consent. Well, the whole main point of the video was consent, but they use it through the metaphor of a milkshake. Um, and... Yeah, it's just kind of not good. It, it was. Very... I would recommend that you go and watch it. It's hard for me to kind of explain because it's hard to understand. It was, I think it was just overly narrated, and that yeah. kind of led it to being a bit too too clunky. It was very clunky. It, it was yeah. also just kind of released, I think, in a bit poor taste. Mm. Mm. Like, it feels like they rushed to get something out because there were a whole bunch of like scandals, and it, a lot of women came out saying that like they were just being kind of mistreated, and it just. It feels like they just really wanted to push something out as quickly as they could and didn't actually put a lot of thought into it. Mm. Yeah. But- and see, and the final result of that is something that has taken the concept of consent, which realistically is quite a simple con- um, concept. You ask someone for consent, they say yes or no, you move accordingly. And then in this video, they're talking about like crossing lines and it, it, it got it, very just confusing. using yeah. weird metaphors. Like it's just weird. It's but just on, a weird. On that video. kind of note, one thing that I do really like about the the Make No Doubt campaign, the videos that came out, is they show people both saying no to cons- like saying no, but also people saying yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing because I think a lot of, at least from my experience, campaigns around consent focus very much on the no. Mm-hmm. They don't focus on the fact that people will also say yes and that that is a very positive, quite wholesome thing and they're <laughs> displayed in very wholesome, cute ways. And it's like, yeah, people are like people will say yes and sometimes people will say no. And in the videos, when someone says no, they just move on. Mm-hmm. There's no song and dance about it. It's just no? Okay. I also think it's important to show, like especially young people, what an what an active yes looks like rather Mm -hmm. than just being like if they say yes that means they're down because there's so many other like factors to it there's like an active yes and there's also like a yes in in terms of like it's kind of passive very passive yeah yeah and that that is again sort of part of what these videos were created with, like in mind, is showing that active checking for consent, mm. showing even like mid sort of uh, scenario. I think the one that kind of sticks in my mind is uh, there are two people at a party making out, and one of them stops for a minute and is like, "Do you want to keep going?" The other says, "No, let's go back to the party," and they do. It, it's a very simple, realistic situation. They don't mm-hmm. try and make it all weird or complicated. It's just ask, like, during the the action, do you want to keep going? No? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Simple. It's very simple. And honestly, a really good thing to point out, I think, because, like, look, I obviously knew about consent before I started, um, you know, having sex. Um, I think it's something that we're all taught is that always seek consent, the thing that I think that kind of clicked for me when I first started having sex though was really realizing how many different things you can do, if that makes sense. Just because somebody has consented to one thing doesn't mean that they consent for another thing. Mm, yeah. And so being able to see these situations where they're changing, they're moving, and seeing people seek consent in those situations and how they're dealing with it, it's really nice. It's just really nice to see. It's really nice that it's normalized because... I think it's really important. Yeah, like, yeah. It's really, it is really important. important in this day and age. I don't know. Like, I know y'all don't like like I not really a metaphor, but there's always something that I like. I was taught, which was like fries. So it's mm-hmm. like uh, it's a uh, 
What's what's the term that we use to describe、um, each letter meaning a different thing? Oh, I don't know what that is, but I get what you mean. Yeah. So basically, it's、um, it stands for something. Freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic,、ah, and specific. I like.、Oh, cool. I do like that. I do like that. I do like that. The the one I remember, which is. I think a little more in line with the milkshake video is the tea video. Yeah, that's the one that I'm more familiar pretty, with. Which was pretty popular. It was pretty popular, and it was fine. I don't think it was too bad, but it's just it's it was very unrealistic. It, it was trying to make light of something or trying to dance around something that you can just say directly. Much like asking for consent, you don't have to dance around it. You can just say it directly.、Mm. So when teaching people to ask for consent. Why not just say it directly?、Mm. See, I think that the point of well, at least from my experience, my interpretation,、um, I feel like the T video was kind of playing around with that concept, though, about how dumb it is that we can't say that. Like, it's sexist taboo. I think it was. I feel like the T video was more memeing on the fact that people、mm. have such difficulty, like doing、mm. this. It's like it's it's like fucking T. I mean. It's like it's just like tea. Like if you don't want it, and you say you don't want it, then you don't want it. You know, like then <laughs> you don't have to like, drink the, the logic, tea. The logic, the、mm. logic. And I think that's that was probably the intent with it, based on what I saw, which was also twenty minutes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, I mean, really missing out on this. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're catching you up to speed on all the Australian consent campaigns. <laughs> I actually I don't. I don't although, to be honest, I don't really remember any more. The one I was shown was the T video. Tammy, do you know any others? I don't know any others. I just know the T video. I'm sure there are others that would like come to mind if I saw them, but th- those are the ones that I remember distinctly.、Mm. I think it's just interesting because back in Singapore, like, I mean, obviously my friends can are free to correct me, but I don't. I don't think that things like this exist there. I think, yeah, because it's yeah, like we don't have like. A very strong sexual education kind of program to begin with. The last I remember of sex ed was learning about periods. Full stop. Oh, okay. And wet dreams, but I don't know why I needed to know about that. But you know, it's it's good knowledge. Led for some very awkward questions, but between me and my dad. <laughs> but you know, always fun. But we never really. I feel like consent campaigns have never really been a thing. I just think it's so interesting coming here and like seeing how. Open it is, you know. It's like well, see, it's, it's definitely、public. been a work in progress. I think. I think for a like, very long like, time we could talk about se- sex, but it was in a very clinical sense where it's. Or it this through, is how or you reproduce. Or it was reproduce. through the metaphor of tea. Or it was through the metaphor. There's of nothing、tea. wrong with it. Okay, <laughs> leave tea alone. I don't know. I just wasn't a fan. I just wasn't a fan.、Mm. But I, I am a big fan of these new videos. I think the the short length is also very much to their to、mm. their credit. It's not. You know, here's a three to four minute mini lecture explaining a very simple concept. It's just here it is. Here's how you do it.、Mm-hmm. They're very snappy. Very snappy. Very snappy. Which is good because that's what <laughs> that's what it is. It's not a hard concept to figure out. But、um, yeah, consent is really cool. I think is. The moral of this discussion:、mm. um, Please always seek consent. It's a really cool thing in whatever you do. It's the follow-up that we promised.、Um, last week we got a question in,、uh, which was a really good question. By the way, if you do want to submit questions, you can find us on our social medias、um, at the Naughty Rude Show, or you can find us on Tumblr, which is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com/forward/slash/ask. Our social medias are at Naughty Rude Sin. Very true. I did just misspeak. I'm very glad that Zach just pulled me up on that. I got、gotcha. you. Just look up the Naughty Rude Show. Just, you'll be yeah, able to yeah, find you'll us. You'll find us. You'll find us. Either way, the listener question that we got in、um, was if we could give examples of positive and of negative portrayals of sex within the media. We had too many on our list. We had a lot on the list because it's a really good question and it's a really fun one to talk about. But that's why we're doing a part two, and also Liz is here this time. Yay! So Liz, do, do you want to kick us off? Do you have any particularly good or particularly bad ones that you want to? I have、into? one word for everyone: the room. Sorry, two words. <laughs> I've never seen the room. I haven't seen the room, so do enlighten me. I I was aware there was a sex scene, but I had no idea、yeah. about anything. A sex scene repeated four times. Wait, what? <laughs> they shot they shot the scene once, and the actress refused to、um, do it any more times. So they've reused the same footage. 
in the different scenarios where the sex happens. Yeah, but so they're like inverted. It's like the sex happens like once or twice. Or sorry, twice or three times, I should say, rather. But it's all just using the same footage of that one time. That's a little... It's so good. I love The Room. To be fair, it's in line with the rest of the movie. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Good, but bad. Bad because... Good because it's bad. Mm-hmm. I have. I do want to watch it to laugh at it, but I have not seen it yet. You gotta throw spoons at the spoons. <laughs> have you? Hold on. This is like kind of off topic. Have you seen it live, like in a cinema? Wait. Can someone explain why spoons? What? Because in the it's become like a theater etiquette thing for it. Because there's like a lot of like weird it, things that you do in the theater when you watch it. It's it's like when you watch Rocky Horror. Yeah. Where like, like a script. Yeah. Yeah. The audience has a script to make it bearable. But um, the spoon thing <laughs> comes into it great. where um. All of the art that's featured, like, in the house, if there's, like, a painting on the wall, if there's, like, something on the, like, a, a framed picture on, like, the bedside table, they're all just spoons. They're stock images Actually, of spoons. That's hilarious. That's comedy. Yeah, that's and so the comedy. idea is whenever you see, like, you bring your plastic spoons into the cinema and every time <laughs> you see a spoon, spoon someone will shout, spoon, and then you just throw the spoons. I love that. Okay, back to really sex, sex in media. Back to, <laughs> Somebody back give to, a better example. Back to the question. Do we have a good one? Tammy, you had some good ones last week. Have you got any good ones for us this week? I'm going to start with a controversial good one. That's what you did last week as well, so keep up trends. Well, see, this one's in a bit of a different way. I'm going to say, for a good example, Bojack Horseman. And why am I going oh. to say that? Because it portrays bad situations, but it also shows the consequences of those situations. I haven't seen all of Bojack. I've seen, like, the first... I've seen a bit of the first season. I never quite got into it. Like, I wasn't... I watched it at a bad time. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Firstly, highly recommend you get get back on the horse. <laughs> um, secondly, no, I liked- there is a lot that happens in it. Um, a lot of it is quite honestly bad and a little bit triggering. Um, but it, it, I instances. feel like you're right that Bojack touches on consequences a lot more than it touches on the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Which I think shows you what the right thing to do is because, mm-hmm. you know, if you learn what the consequences are of actions, you learn not to do said actions. Mm-hmm. See, realistically, yeah, okay. it's a bit of a grey area, but like I would put it in the good examples only because I, we can say like, it has consequences. How about good, bad, and realistic. Because let's, yeah. let's face it, sex, realistic, trying to put it into a good or bad is a bit of a weird... Yeah. I mean, ideally all sex would be good, but let's face it, not everyone has good sex. But that's why we're here. We're here to help you have good sex. Woo! Uh, let's do another bad example. And this is one that uh, I haven't seen the show. I have read the books. Game of Thrones. Well, or if we're talking books here, A Song of Ice and Fire. God. Um, I, I have not read the books, but I have seen the show, and I can Ooh. tell you that the show is, well, I want to say just as bad as the books, but I haven't read the books. You're the one who put it in the bad category for the books. I'm saying that it does apply for the TV show as well. It's just like, okay, I understand. I understand wanting to have, quote-unquote, gritty sex scenes in a gritty fantasy. But sometimes it's just like... The, there doesn't need to be a sex scene here. It, mm-hmm. This is just out of place and honestly feels weird and is just just uncomfortable and not in a, well, if it's, you know, you're uncomfortable because the characters are uncomfortable kind of way. No, just in a, man, you just really wanted to write a sex scene here, didn't you, kind of way. And it's like, this is just, for example, there are times when characters will be talking and they'll be just talking in a brothel and it's like, you did you went out of your way to describe the brothel in the middle of their conversation. And it's like, mm. that's not the important thing right now. They're talking. Let them speak. Mm-hmm. Let them speak. And I, I think it was just to draw in an audience. It, it did... Okay, it got a reputation. Here's the thing. Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, whatever you want to call it, got its reputation off of being kind of edgy, for better or worse, and I'll say in a lot of ways for worse, in my opinion. And I will also say, I haven't read all the books. I got up to book five or six... And then I was just like, and also I marathoned them, which don't do that. Um, <laughs> it was just like, I need a break. Um, and I haven't gone back to them yet. But yeah, it's just, it's just, a lot of the times I just found them out of place. It's like, there's just nothing, the characters aren't, nothing's really changing. They're just having sex. Mm. And I'm not saying that every single chapter needs to change the plot. But we just read a chapter where people had sex. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't want to just see more people have sex. 
Well, don't watch the show because it's basically that. I won't watch also, the show. Also, the ending is disappointing. Oh, yeah, the thing about the ending is the ending fucks the audience. <laughs> From what I've heard, I haven't seen it again. But, it just I mean, don't. It's impossible to not hear about the ending of Game of Thrones, but that's not what we're here to talk. Let's talk another good one. Do we have another good one, folks? My other good one that I put was um, Sex and the City. Ooh, didn't you mention that during the the rabbit vibrators, the vibe? <laughs> yes, the I first, did. Because the first vi- no, that was the second vibe. Yeah, Check that was the, the second vibe. Check that out on the podcast where we had a, uh, last season we had a wonderful little sex toy information segment, I guess. Yeah. Sex toy deep dive. Um, mm. And uh, one episode we spoke about rabbit vibrators. Mm. And I really wanted to talk about um, that one scene in Sex and the City because... Um, there's like a whole segment in Sex and the City where they're just focused on the rabbit vibrators. If anybody has seen that, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, please hit us up because we asked last time because nobody knew what I was talking about. No and one still it seems knows that what nobody still knows about. what we're talking about. So hit us up, please. I, I believe you. I believe you. I just want to relate to someone, you know? I just want to feel... The one thing that I have kind of heard is that Sex and the City very much just normalised conversations about sex. Mm. That's why I put it here. Even if I think not it's very important conversations, if that makes sense. Exactly. I think it's very important to remember that this is a dated show. It is from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. It is a little bit dated. They do oftentimes say some problematic things, but, like, the show is about four women who were having sex on their own terms, which at the time was, like, pretty unheard of. And, yeah. Mm, Well, we didn't actually... God, we still have so many on our list. Uh, We might have to do a part three next week or at some point. I'm sure we'll figure out a time to do a part three. We'll have to come back with it. We've got a big list, and the list is only getting bigger. So we're going to have to do a part three at some point. So this is the Naughty Rude Show on Sin with Liz, Tammy, and Zach. And this is almost not the Naughty Rude Show on Sin with Liz, Tammy, and Zach. It's almost the end of the show. Actually, it is the end of the show. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. It was a... I think I think this was a banging episode. I think it's a banging episode. I think, I think that cool. it's just really a, nice to be live in the studio. It's good to be back in the studio. Full of good vibes, We've honestly. nothing but good vibes in here. Good vibes and... Good times here on the Naughty Root Show. If you want to be a part of those good vibes, you can join us on our socials at um, the Naughty at Naughty Roots Sin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to relive the good vibes, there's also the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere with podcasts. We're probably there. Just type in the Naughty Root Show. You should find us. If you don't find us, go somewhere else. Yeah, look somewhere else. It means you've got a terrible, terrible podcast app or whatever you use, and that's your fault. Um, We refuse to take responsibility. We take no responsibility. Uh, You can also hit us up if you want an anonymous question form. Uh, You can go to our Tumblr, thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Don't need an account. Completely anonymous. Send us a story. We'll talk about it next week. Send us something something sexy or not. (laughs) Or send us something platonic. It's up to you. You get to choose. You do get to choose. You know, we don't you... shame here at the Naughty Root Show. Here on the Naughty Root Show, on Sin with Liz, Tammy, and Zach. 